It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Super Rugby, old picky. Right now, how good is women's rugby at the moment? Fresh off and all-inspiring women's rugby World Cup. The momentum for the passion for women's rugby has kept rolling with the Super Rugby Old Picky squads announced yesterday for the five-week competition starting in February. There are 26 World Cup winning Black Ferns who have been named, although some star power will be missing due to Seven's commitments at the same time. Chris Lindrum is NZR's General Manager of Professional Rugby and Performance and he's with us now. Morning, Chris. Brenda, Izzy, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Ripping into some sport and rugby is at the top of everyone's minds. I spoke to you yesterday in the lounge, and uh, mate, the success has been uh, it's been awesome. How powerful is the zest and passion for women's rugby game inside NZR at the moment? Does it match that of the publics? Oh, mate, it absolutely does. I'm just immensely proud and I know everyone in the organisation is it was a six weeks like no other but uh, mm. a lot of us have been on the journey with the Blackburns for a lot longer period of time and um, yep. you know it was a program that had some challenges earlier in the year and um, the resilience and strength of the players and just the exceptional talent and drive that they showed you know at the end um, it was just fantastic and how good were those Final two weeks, mate. Unbelievable rugby. Yeah, yeah, they were outstanding, Chris. Hey, just on the on the um, debut season, what developments have you made from that debut season to the Super Rugby uh, Opaki competition? Yeah, well, it was a pretty challenging um, start, Kempi, last year, obviously, because we were right in the middle of well, mm-hmm. this year, uh, last season, I suppose. Um, we were right in the middle of that Omicron outbreak and we ended up having to, um, if you remember, move all the teams um, to Topo um, yeah. and, and and play everything behind closed doors. So we were really proud of the start, but we mm. didn't really get a fair crack at, at, at the competition the way we want it to look. And this year, uh, well, this coming season, we do get that chance. Um, and so... Mate, that's the number one thing, is you're actually going to see crowds there and mm. the competition go around the country. Um, there's a few double-headers with the men's Super Rugby Pacific. There's also 
um, some games at, at bespoke um, smaller venues, which is going to be exciting. I think we kick off um, in Horofanua Kapiti, which is um, which is pretty cool for that part of the country. And then in terms of the competition itself, we've extended it slightly. Um, so every team is guaranteed five games in the competition. Um, there's a full round robin, everyone plays everyone, and then there'll be a week of semis and, and a week of finals. Mate, since uh, obviously the success over the last month, like so proud of how New Zealand really embraced the game of rugby, and I know World Rugby will be really appreciative of, of what they were able to do, 42,000 at their final at Eden Park. Have you noticed yeah. a real increase of people wanting to be a part of the women's game? Have you been approached from an NZR perspective from companies? Like, have you noticed the brand growing from what the last four weeks or eight weeks has been able to do for the game? And, and will we see some increase in the investment into women's rugby? Uh, well, there's a few things. Here's a here's a fun little um, nugget for you guys. This time last year, we'd um, we'd never ticketed a standalone women's rugby event, right? It had always yeah. just been yeah. roll up and watch it like your club game. And then here we are talking about forty two thousand people at Eden Park for the World Cup final. Um, you know, so that's an incredible amount of growth in, in 12 months. Will we see more investment? Yeah, we've, I mean, we've had really good support from um, our big sponsors uh, around the Black yep. Ferns. I'm sure we're going to see more. I'm absolutely sure we will. And certainly just, yep. um, not just the sponsor revenue, but, you know, New Zealand rugby's revenue. What are we going to do for the women's game? Um, obviously, has been a question that's been asked, and uh, we're ramping up our investment in people and resource. We've got a lot of um, exciting announcements that will come over the next few weeks and months. Um, you know, like as, as great as this last six weeks was, we're certainly not fooling ourselves that um, that we're there. You know, with heaps of work to do to make the women's game, um, you know, even better than it, than than we've seen during the World Cup. And we're absolutely committed to doing that work. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Just on that. Just on that. The market definitely a market for the the women's game, as you're talking about. Um, not just here at Eden Park, but when they took it on the road too, they had decent crowds. You've got 26 Black Ferns and also 28 Rocky uh, rookies that come in to the competition next year. Do you think yep. there will be a sharp rise in the in the uh, in the way that the game's played next year? Um, I think so. I mean, I, if, if you look at the the, the 26 Blackburns returning, for example, they're, they're coming off their first real 12-month period where they were able to completely prioritise their rugby, um, spend more time learning about the game, focusing on their skills, their conditioning and so on. Um, and, and we're going to... Um, uh, get more focused and better about how we deliver for all of those players that are playing Super Rugby Opiki in, in terms of their training environments. Um, so I think it will take a step up. I think um, one of the great things about having a World Cup at home um, like this and it being such a so front and centre um, for the rugby public and, and frankly the non-rugby public um, in the country is that people are now able to see that the, the women's game is a it's actually quite a different game from the men's game um, and that's really good you know there's different strengths to the game um, it's less defensively oriented at the moment so it's really open and fast um, and again you know you look at those last couple of weeks in the tournament um, incredibly skillful um, 
So mm. I, I really hope that um, people get in behind this competition. It'll be the first time we get to see uh, those champion black ferns back on the field uh, again, and um, I can't wait for February already. Uh, just uh, I was earlier on in the year, I was a bit apprehensive of the the sevens players coming into the fifteen games. I thought the transition will be a little bit difficult because totally two different games, but man, they surprised me. And the importance of the sevens players, the athletes that they are and they're able to provide to the Black Ferns was phenomenal. So for us, can, can they work together going forward? How like Seven stars will be important to the 15 game. Can there be a partnership there where we both to, um, sevens and the 15 sides can work together? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I think just to see a first point of view, I should acknowledge that as well. I mean, those girls are phenomenal athletes, right? And people understand that now. The ability to transition between 7s and 15s the way they did. I know Ruby committed really early to 15s and she got the got the chocolates for that uh, yesterday um, as World Breakthrough Player of the Year. Um, but Sarah and Portia, Teresa, um, Stacey, obviously... Um, showed what exceptional athletes they are, but also what exceptional people. Because you know, mate, that dropping into a team late like that, it's not just about being able to transition as an athlete, is it? It's about being able to transition between cultures and, and be accepted. And So the players that were in the program um, already were fantastic about those players coming back in, and those players who did drop back in from the Sevens um, program were awesome as well and um, you know I take my hats off to them um, in terms of the future I think it's, we've got two um, two programs in Blackfern 7s and 15s that both go to pinnacle events right I mean we had this crazy year this year where we had a Commonwealth Games a Rugby World Cup 7s and a Rugby World Cup 15s and um, a number of those players that I just mentioned went to all three um, all three of those events now, next year, um, focus for uh, those sevens players goes back on sevens because they're building towards Paris. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to play 15s. And I think one of the challenges that's in front of us when we talk about how to grow the women's game is to, is to really figure out how we optimise um, the years for those athletes, um, those that are playing sevens. You know, at what point is playing 15s a bit complementary or, or vice versa, frankly, going from 15s to 7s? Um, and, you know, I would, again, I'd say we're not, we're not all the way there to understanding um, that. Um, but, you know, some really good pointers out of this year. Hey, Chris, just on the, on the way that the game is, I guess, um, taken off off the field, has New Zealand rugby thought about innovative ways of capturing, I guess, the support? You know, you had the introduction of the poi at the games. There was lots of singing. Um, you had a, that interaction between, you know, I'll, I'll talk about it. Like the media, they, they shove fo- microphones in, in pl- fo- um, coaches' faces. You look at Brad Fittler's State of Origin, for instance. But with the woman, yeah. they actually take that and they own it in that space. Has there been some innovative thinking yeah. around the NZR on how you take these games to the public and what the public actually bring back to the game? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, the, the the as a general rule, the women are different from the men. Eh? Like that, it's and you know just even walking into team environments as I get to do from time to time, you know, it's totally different, isn't it? The um, Men's environment guys are a bit quieter, um, 
uh, women's environments, you know, there's a lot of hugging and kissing, there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of dancing. Um, it's just totally different, and they bring that to the game um, in their preparation, how they are after the after the game. You know, I mean, one of the absolute moments of the year for me was watching poor old Stacey walk off with 10 minutes to go in that final and a standing ovation on the Eastern Terraces at Eden Park and her smiling and waving. I mean, you, that's something that's unique to the women's game. Um, and, yeah, I think we've got um, we've got a lot of thinking about how we innovate around the game and an opportunity to do things differently in the women's game. Um, it doesn't need to look like the men's. In fact, I think one of the lessons that we've taken at New Zealand um, this year is that uh, is exactly that, you know, that it shouldn't look like the men's. Don't try to make it like men's rugby. It's women's rugby. It's different. And just really um, amplify those differences because that's, that's the differences that make it fun and exciting. All right, just quickly, last one before we let you go. Going forward, what does the international calendar look like for the women next year? Yeah, Um <laughs> well, no, no, mate. I've, I've got a good answer for you because I think um, okay. in over over history in the um, in the women's game, this has been a real challenge, right? Like people people bemoan the lack of investment in the game, and that's a fair thing, um, a, a fair comment if you have bemoaned it. But the reality is, we've never been able to show to sponsors a consistent schedule for the Black Sands. You know, they're going to play in this series, and they're going to play in that series, and Hopefully, 2023 is the year that that all changes. We should have um, another uh, Pacific Four tournament um, in the sort of probably the second quarter of the year, um, and then the big um, the big tournament. Hopefully, is what we're referring to as WXV or Women's Fifteens International Nations tournament, which should happen towards the end of the year. Uh, where you'll see the world's best nations, the top six, um, three from the north and three from the south, um, playing against each other uh, in one venue. The venue's TBC at the moment, um, uh, and, and, and World Rugby are um, you know, still finalising the details of this, but that's definitely the plan. So you, know, you should see the Black Ferns, we hope, playing... Um, you know, somewhere between nine and eleven tests next year. We'll definitely have them playing at home, um, regardless of where those tournaments are hosted. Um, and so, you know, and, and that should roll on um, for, for years after that. So, it's pretty exciting that we're, you know, we're actually at the tipping point now, um, having had a home World Cup, where some of these. Um, pieces to the puzzle that we've been seeking for a number of years in the women's game are actually falling into place um, and next three years running into the 25 World Cup in England is going to be you know, incredibly exciting and, and I would imagine the best years um, yet for women's rugby and, and women in the game in New Zealand Enjoy mate, we love you being on the show and good things take time mate a hell of a year for women's sport and women's rugby in the country, it was one of those World Cups that inspired and drew everyone from different parts and walks of life through the uh, airways into Eden Park. Mate, thanks so much for your time this morning. Lindo? 100%. Thanks, guys. There he is. Nine games. General Manager of Professional Rugby and Performers. Mate, it's, yeah, it's good. Love it. And I've... Mate, 10%, I heard, stat of investment from NZR into women's sport. Oof.
imagine what it's going to be now because let's be honest, they are women's uh, the World Rugby Awards yesterday. Just recognition for our women athletes, women rugby players, and it was such a good turnout. And, uh, mate, yeah, what's your space? Rachel Burford, heavily involved with that mm. event next year, Kempi, when we went up to Whangarei and she yep, joined us. She's she, great. She told us about that, and she actually said, well, do you know what? The beauty of this is because there's nothing, we can actually make a calendar that aligns. You know, the, the, and work it in. The re- reality yeah. is we're coming from nothing because that's always been the issue on the men's side of the game, right, is he? It's just yeah. it's been so hard trying to find alignment, but because we're coming from a blank canvas, we can make this happen. Nine to 11 that's tests. That's why I reckon like companies and, and uh, like investors will be jumping at this for oh, the product they saw. 1.3 million viewers in the UK and here, like, <laughs> Lizzie, what's the, what's the space? Spoke very well there, Chris Lindrum. Um, and mm. you do believe the investment is real. I think they have seen what the public, the, the support, the, and Kempi, great question about how do you take this engagement and then innovate it. And I know what you were, where you're going there. Mm. Slightly crowbar into the men's side of this game as well. Yeah. Let's make this a New Zealand rugby-wide process. 100%. Yeah. And and don't miss the opportunity. I guess that's because they've got a market. That's When you fill stadiums, there's a market. You know, Because if you're filling stadiums, you're filling subscriptions on TV, aren't you? So there's there's definitely the cash there. It's actually how do you keep that whole momentum going? Not just oh let's what go and put it back out on another football, for this? football pitch. I'm what not too the sure. Prices for that World Cup. I think they went no, they went like the All Blacks ticket. Yeah, no. like not 150 bucks like the ABs. <sighs> these to start. No, no, they were reasonable. They were very reasonable. Double eight, double three. What would you love from this Rugby World Cup? to see progressed and kept through? Like, what parts of it do you want to see kept? What do we need to hang on to from this experience we've had on our shores here? When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.